0: Hey guys, welcome to a new week and another episode of the Rachel Hollis Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, your host, and I am coming to you on a very cold day in Austin, Texas. I'm wearing sweatpants and doing this recording in my home office because that's how we do things now. And as a side note, I just am feeling so grateful today to be able to work at home. It's funny, when everything happened at the beginning of 2020 and we went into lockdown and then we were trying to figure out how to have a company from home, and never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that I could run a media company and create podcasts and plan events and do all the things that we've done in the last two years from home. And not only are we doing it, but I think the quality of life for me and the quality of life for the team is just a gajillion times better. We had a team meeting. We have team meetings every Tuesday. We had a team meeting today, and we always start every meeting with gratitude. And we all were just talking about feeling grateful to get to work from home and going into 2022 and just wanting to make sure that we're all really taking advantage of that, that we're all You know, members of the team were saying, like, oh, I really want to try and travel more and, you know, maybe go work from a different state or maybe go work from a different country. And I just am feeling the gratitude for that and in feeling gratitude for the pieces of the last couple of years that have been good. It feels important to say that because I just feel like there's such a focus on how hard it has been and how hard it still is. And and certainly, oh my God, it's certainly true. The loved ones we've lost and how hard it's been, the jobs, the finances, the fear, the anxiety. Like, yes, as a global society, we have endured so much. But there are pieces of this time that I have really appreciated. And slowing down Has been one of them. And being able to be at home more is another. And I know, freaking A, I'm so incredibly blessed to be able to work from home because just lots of people can't. Lots of people don't have that option. But I'm just feeling gratitude for that today on this very cold day that I get to be inside and talking to you guys. And that has literally nothing to do with today's conversation or today's episode. But I'm just doing my best in this season to really focus on the good stuff and to appreciate all of it, even if it's little things. And that's what I'm appreciating today. And I say it in the hopes that maybe you find some gratitude for something you've learned in the last couple of years, or maybe your gratitude is a completely different thing entirely. But I think the action of looking for goodness, even in hard seasons, is how we keep going. It's how we stand up and go again and keep trying and find courage, and that's what I'm doing right now. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This Is the Rachel Hollis podcast? Because it has been a hard season. It's been a season of grief and a season of feeling like life keeps changing and shifting. And I was just saying to my boyfriend last night how I feel like the lesson that life keeps trying to teach us in the last six months is that. In an instant, in a single instant, everything in your life can change, and then everything can change again. And maybe some of you have experienced those moments, good and bad. Sometimes life changes in an instant in the best possible way. You find out that they love you back, or that the cancer is in remission, or that you're offer on the home has been accepted, or you got into your dream college, or you got the job that you've always wanted, whatever your vision is, there are all sorts of things that can happen in an instant that change your life for the better. And I have had so many things in the last couple months that have been really hard blows. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know about those But then there's things that I have in my personal life where I'm walking through really hard things with family members or I have a very dear friend who's very, very sick. And I just feel like that's the lesson to be dwelling on right now is it can all change in a moment. If you're in a really hard season, between one day and the next, it can get better. And if you're in a really beautiful season or even just a season of peace and contentment, really plant your feet firmly in that. Really absorb that as much as you can, not from a sort of negative perspective of like, oh, this is going to be taken away, but just in a, man, by the grace of God, today is a good day Or this hour is a good hour, or this moment is a beautiful moment, and I'm going to notice it. Oh, that just reminded. Oh, hold on. Now I've got to find this quote for you guys because it's so good. By Julia Cameron from The Artist Way. And I'm so grateful that this was triggered for me because I, in looking through the entire book, trying to find this quote that I love, I am reminded how much I love this book. And it's time for a reread. And I just want to encourage you, you can hear me like shuffling pages. If you have never read The Artist's Way, if you haven't heard me talk about it, if you haven't heard other people, let this be your sign. This book has been around for 25 plus years. It's a, it's a book in that the first, the, there's tons to read and the first few chapters are kind of setting the foundation, but really it's a workbook. It's like a 12-week You take it, you read one chapter a week and kind of do the work in it to get more in touch with your creativity, to fight back against resistance, to figure out why you're not finishing the project that you keep starting. I just really want to encourage you to that. But I said the line about paying attention to the goodness, and it just reminded me of this quote that I love. So I'm just going to read this from Julia Cameron. In this chapter, she's talking about her grandmother and how, how much of an influence she was on her life. So she's telling a story in this chapter about how her grandmother used to send her letters and that her letters from her grandmother were sort of these long reports of kind of everyday mundane things. Flora and Fauna reports I used to call the long, winding letters from my grandmother. The forsythia is starting, and this morning I saw my first robin. The roses are holding, even in this heat. The sumac has turned and the little maple down by the mailbox. My Christmas cactus is getting ready. I followed my grandmother's life like a long home movie, a shot of this and a shot of that spliced together with no pattern that I could see. Dad's cough is getting worse. The little Shetland looks like she'll drop a full early. Joanna's back in the hospital. My grandmother was gone before I learned the lesson her letters were teaching. Survival lies in sanity, and sanity lies in paying attention. Yes, her letter said, Dad's cough is getting worse. We lost the house. There is no money, no work. But the tiger lilies are blooming. The lizard has found that spot of sun. The roses are holding despite the heat. My grandmother knew what a painful life had taught her, success or failure. The truth of a life really has little to do with its quality. This is the quote, guys. This is the one that I want you to get. The quality of life is in proportion always to the capacity for delight. The capacity for delight is the gift of paying attention. Oh, God, Julia Cameron, if only I could write like you. The book's called The Artist's Way. Grab it if you haven't already. Today, I want to talk about success. And you might think it's funny to start a conversation about success by talking about paying attention to little things that you appreciate in your life. But I hope that what we can discuss today is a new way to look at how you define success and also how you achieve success as defined by you. In this series on mindset... I am hoping to give you a different perspective or at least some food for thought, the opportunity to think of things in a different way than maybe you have before. I'm sure you could find a thousand different podcasts right now on success and how to achieve it and what it is. And a lot of those would be defined by typically the voice that's the loudest when it comes to success has been predominantly male. And if we take a deeper dive, it's been predominantly white males. So I think what's important to start with right here at the top is that you shouldn't get your definition of success from anybody else. In fact, you shouldn't even get your definition of success from me, even though I'm about to talk about it. But what you hopefully can do is glean a little bit here and a little bit there and come up with a construct of what a successful life is according to you. That's what I want to talk about today. And I also want to talk about some things that you can do to make you more successful as defined by you. That's what we're aiming for in this hour. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Before we jump into that conversation, I think we need to take a step back all the way like out of your house, out of your life, out of your city, your town, your state, your 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 country, your world. I want us to look at what's happening from a sort of universal or spiritual level. Yeah, I'm about to go woo-woo on your ass real quick. Just at some point, I'm going to stop saying that I'm going to go woo-woo on you. just going to understand that I'm woo-woo vibes. But just in case you haven't heard that yet, just know that that's what's coming at you right now. I spend a lot of time in Hawaii. If you have follow me at all. Maybe you know that. If you don't, hi, I'm Rachel. I love Hawaii. It's one of my favorite places in the whole world. And every time I go, I go back to the same little community. And I've been going there for so long, for so many years, that I have a lot of like friendly, like the people at the farmer's market know me. My favorite baristas know me. Like it's a thing. So one of the people that I love is This guy that I call the bracelet shaman. That is definitely not the name of his business. That is definitely not his name, but he is just the most incredible being. He's so calming. He's so wonderful. He works at the farmer's market and he sells bracelets, like crystal bracelets. And I got my first bracelet. His name's Joshua. And I'm so sad right now that I don't know the name of his actual business. I have literally tried to stalk him. Not even kidding. As far as I can tell, he doesn't have social. But if you're ever in Oahu and you go to the farmer's market, it's on Saturday in Honolulu. There's the most wonderful man there selling crystal bracelets. His name's Joshua. Go buy everything from him and just like absorb his energy. Anyway, I got my first bracelet from him probably like a year and a half ago. And every single time I go back to Oahu... I try and track him down at a farmer's market, either because I want a bracelet or my friends now have heard about him and they want bracelets. And I was there in December for Christmas and it was the last uh, farmer's market before Christmas time. And my best friend, Sammy, had asked, hey, the next time that you go to your bracelet guy, can you get me a bracelet? Yes, I can. So she had gave me a few words that she was holding on to for this year that she really wanted to focus on and some colors that she was thinking of. But she was very insistent that he choose the bracelet, that he would just sort of intuitively know what she needed. So I'm at the farmer's market. I see my boy. I basically buy a bracelet for everybody I know for Christmas. And before I leave, I'm like, Joshua, I want to get a present for my friend Sammy. Here are the words she said. Here are the colors, but she really felt like you would intuitively know. And he was like, "Yes, hold on, let me like tune in to her energy." And he grabs this bracelet off the table and he says, "This is the bracelet for Sammy." And I'm like, "Cool, I try like I trust him. He's always like so on it." But the bracelet that he picked up is pretty light colors, and it's got like pinks and yellows, and it feels very feminine to me. And I'm like, oh, Joshua, I love this, but Sammy isn't feminine energy. She's more masculine energy. And I just am wondering if maybe, and he was like, no, this is the bracelet for Sammy. And he starts going through all of the stones that are in it and explaining why he feels like this is the right thing for her. And I was like, Oh, wow, yeah, that makes sense what you're saying, because she's actually in this really big transition. She's in a big transition time in life. And he's like, Oh, honey, we all are in a big transition. It's like astrologically speaking. Now, record scratch, quick side note, man, I want to be the person that understands anything that's going to come after astrologically speaking, but I don't. I don't really know much about astrology other than my own sign. I love those people that meet someone and they're like, "Mm, you're a Taurus, right? And they're always right. I'm like, how do you know? I assume that this is like astrology people are the same as like me with Enneagram, but I just am not into it. So I don't know. But he's like, astrologically speaking, And now I'm paying attention because I don't know anything about this, but I love when someone tries to like make me smarter. So he's like, astrologically speaking, what is happening right now in the world is something that humankind has been trying to make happen for 500 years. And we are finally in the transition and things are crumbling and things are emerging and things are growing and changing. And every single person who is tuned in To what's going on in the world or going on for them spiritually. Everybody who's tuned in understands that they're in a season of transition. Everybody else who's not tuned in just thinks that life is freaking bonkers right now or feels like, what the hell is going on? Why is it so hard? Why am I so confused? Why is this stuff happening? And I was like, dang, that is so real. Yes. Literally, every single person I know is going through a huge change. I don't have a single, not a member of my team at work, not my best friends, not my boyfriend, not his family, not my kids. Everybody I know is in a huge transition phase in their life. And that can't be an accident. Like I said, I don't know, I can't speak to the astrology of this. I'm sure there are people scientifically minded who would say, well, this is the psychological effect of us going through a pandemic for two years, and that can certainly be true. I don't know the whys, but I am in 100% alignment with the idea that something's going on. And I want to start our conversation about success right there because do you feel like you're in a transition phase. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads? Do you feel like you're unsure? Do you feel like the world's crumbling down or like damn, why is it still so hard? We're going into year 3. Year 3 of COVID. Holy crap. Like I mean, we thought we were we were out of the woods you know maybe you vaxxed, maybe you didn't like whatever but i feel like we thought as a society it was getting better and then covid was like ha, 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 hold my beer and they were like what let's get omicron up in here i and now i what all, all right i don't now things are closed again we're back to wearing masks again and i'm not i i'm not making light of it but Whatever the reason, we're all in this space of like, what the hell's going on with my life? And that, as crazy as this sounds, that discomfort and that tension and that uncertainty is the time to ask yourself what you want out of life
1: Register today at thisisils.org.
0: What is success to you? I promise in this episode, I'm going to talk you through ideas and how to get closer to whatever success looks like to you. But first, you have to start with what the hell it is. I had this beautiful conversation with the team today. It was our first team meeting of the year. And in that meeting, that's typically where I cast the vision. And I've cast vision for my team for as long as I've been in business, as long as I've been an entrepreneur. 19 years or 20 years, I've, I've lost count at this point. But I was on with the team today and I was like, you know what, guys? Honestly, I've been thinking about this a lot, meditating a lot, praying on it a lot. And my vision isn't, it's not big and grandiose. I mean, in years past, I'd be like, we're going to take on the world and like blah, 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 blah. And I feel like what I've learned over the last couple of years is redefining success as it is to me, like in my soul, not as defined by other people, not as defined by my peers, not as defined by the team that I used to have around me or maybe what my ex-husband thought success was or what anybody else thinks that it looks like, but what is actually, what makes me feel like I'm thriving, I'm happy, I'm content, I'm blessed. Like that's success. I spent so many years, which I could now understand was was deeply unhealthy but i think how a lot of people would define success is do other people admire me do other people think i'm successful do other people are other people inspired are other people liking the instagram photo are other people into this and over the last couple of years i just it just keeps falling away it keeps eroding it keeps i I just, honestly, I feel like I started my work creating. I had this blog. I took pictures. I made recipes. I wrote. I did crafts. I mean, this is going back to the day. This is like 2008, 2009, like old school. Just made stuff. And it was fun. I had no idea what I was doing, but I liked it and i have an entrepreneurial spirit so i figured out how to monetize that and i figured out how to make that a business and i have been wildly successful and uh, successful financially successful in terms of fame successful in terms of access or resources like i've experienced it all it all and i just kept making things and then other people came into the picture and then other people were like here's how we make it bigger and here's how we take this thing that you have, and we expanded. And then it be in being an influencer was like a thing, and like social media following it, all of this stuff. And I've done it. I have done it, and I have experienced years where I made more money than I even knew was possible for a human being to make. And I have. Gotten to meet people, and I have had the highest highs, and I've had the lowest lows when I've screwed up, and I've screwed up publicly, and you know I haven't known how to do things, or I've created content that wasn't as successful in for other people's perspective, and then it's just it's a wild ride. And what I have really come to over the last two years, and I think I'm still in this transition, and I think I'll continue to evolve in this way, is like. I don't want to play that game anymore. And I didn't even know it was a game. And I think that a lot of people are still in it of like, I got to look a certain way. I got to act a certain way. I feel like I am watching just people's lives be controlled completely by them needing to pretend for social media that their life is good. I see this all around me of people who I know are really struggling, but you'd never know it from their social. And I just, as I go forward into what I'm doing, one of my definitions of success is, I wanna be able to create. And I wanna be able to create and have the creation be, is it good or is it bad? is the thing that i'm making valuable does it have value to anybody and either it does or it doesn't but the creation isn't augmented by how good my hair looked or whether or not i had makeup on or having a i'm using air quotes like a brand now years ago i remember when it became i, I don't know i'm sure you guys do too but do you remember it became so popular to have a personal brand? And it didn't matter what you did, everyone was like, you need a personal brand. Like, and you'd be like, Well, I, I'm, I want to be a, you know, a law associate. And they'd be like, Well, you need a personal brand. Everybody has a personal brand. And there was value in that from a marketing perspective and how you put yourself out into the world. But I also think it really screwed people up because the brand became more important than the person. And I have had the opportunity in the last few years, I have a lot of friends who are really successful. I have a lot of friends who are celebrities. I have a lot of friends in that world. And the ones that are hurting the most are the ones that grapple with feeling like the brand is more important than who they are as a person. Or even more screwed up, I can tell you that the higher you get It seems like the less, and I'm talking about people who are a gajillion times more famous than me, but the more successful they are, the less people in their life who actually know them or care about them. The more successful you become, the more you have this group of people around you who are there to support the image or to support the brand or to support that kind of success. And maybe you're listening and you're like, Rach, what does this have to do with, like, I'm not a celebrity. What does it have to do with me? Is that I think all of us have our version of this. All of us have groups and spaces that we belong to who help feed into whatever we have come to believe our definition of success is. And I think, God, I hope that the last couple of years have made you question, what is a good life to you? You know, I, for the longest time, I loved, I was so involved in like the entrepreneurial world. Like, there's a, you know, there's a whole group of very successful people who are famous for being entrepreneurs and teaching you how to do it. And a lot of them are my friends. They're wonderful people and it's awesome. And it's like you're playing with the big dogs, right? You are with people. I mean, I could go hang out with my friends, Tom and Lisa Bilyeu, and they're like, you know, they're just, there's money trees growing in their backyard. They're so good at being entrepreneurs. And the level that they're playing at, just the Enneagram 3 in me, if I hang out with them for five minutes, I'm like, I need a billion dollars. I need to own a thousand Bitcoins. Like, I just, it's very easy for me to get wrapped up in sort of old school Rachel or Rachel of like three years ago, who was very influenced by feeling like more is more is more is more is more. And I know the toll that took on me emotionally, spiritually. I know the toll it took on my family. I just, not for all the money in the world. So success as defined by 36 year old me Or 25 year old me is totally different than 39 year old me. I just turned 39 on Sunday. It just looks different now. What does it look like to you? We had this conversation with the team, and I said, okay, well, success to me in 2022 is create. I have a thousand ideas for books. I have a screenplay I've been working on for two years. I have all of these things inside of me that take a backseat to growing and building. And I just don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to go backwards. Success to me is making dinner for my kids and lunches and breakfasts, And I'm pretty pumped to plant my garden this spring. And I, it's uh, like what a nerd, but also it's the happiest I've ever been and not happy and like, oh my God, life is so great. Cause bro, life has been real hard for several months. So for me to be able to sit here and say to you that this is the happiest I've ever been, it's because I'm the most at peace and I'm the most grounded and I'm the least anxious because I'm not chasing anything for anybody else. When you have the freedom to live your life in a way that's true for you, that is where peace comes from. We're gonna get into how to be successful, but maybe this is the point in the conversation. Maybe you pause this right here and you just open up a blank journal page and you just ask, what is successful to me? and you can look at different areas of your life. what's success to you financially? What is success to you in business, in your personal life, in your relationships, in your faith or your spirituality, in your how much you give back and contribute to the world like what does success look like to you? Because if you can define it, you can start working toward it. And if you can define it, you can also start to see the areas of your life that are in conflict with this thing you say you want. Like if success to me is really being present with my children, then that means that I may have to give up business opportunities because they conflict with that. Right. Like, oh, I have this opportunity to do this thing on, I remember years ago. This this still shows up for me, but I I remember this years ago. It's because it sticks out so strongly in my mind. I had the opportunity, it was a really big financial opportunity to host this thing in New York. This was like 2017. So it was, you could travel freely. Nobody knew about COVID. You never washed your hands. You could touch your face all the time. It was really exciting. What a time to be alive. And I had this opportunity to host this thing in New York and leading up and it was so exciting and everyone was talking about it and the team was pumped and the agent I was working with was really pumped. And then it came through. It was happening on October 30th. And the only way, because it was a nighttime thing, so I'd have to be in New York in the nighttime. And then basically, I would miss Halloween. The next day was Halloween, and I would miss Halloween. And I was like, oh, I I can't do it. And I remember the agent was like, what are you talking about? This is a six-figure deal. This is a huge partner This is a massive opportunity. And it wasn't even a question. I was just like, oh, no, I can't. Um, Halloween's really important for our family. It's a huge deal every year. It just so happened that that was the year we were all doing 80s movies, which, in my opinion, is the best group outfit we've ever done. I was obviously Troop Beverly Hills. That's neither here nor there. But I couldn't go. And I remember it not because I said no, but because... The agent I was working with was so flustered. She could not fathom that I would say no to money just because I was missing out on time with my kids. She's like, it's not even their birthday, it's Halloween. I'm like, oh, I know, but Halloween's a big deal to our family. And the kids would be really disappointed. And I just, that's not my priority is the kids, it's not this money. And that's, the question that you get to ask or the perspective that you get to have as you look into this year and you define success is when you define it, it's very easy to see everything that's not your definition. So we start there. We start with you asking yourself, what is success to you? For me, it's like, I want to be able to make content. I want to be able to do this stuff with you guys. I hope that you keep loving what I'm putting out, but I'm just not going to (laughs) Wear a bunch of makeup or like I just, you know, my hair, I literally looks look like I've been, you know, boiling a witch's brew all day. My hair, I haven't brushed my hair and like, and I love it. I'm like, oh, this is a vibe. I'm here for this hippie. Let's go. I really like myself and I want to create content that's good enough (laughs) that it doesn't really matter that I'm not wearing a bra right now. And by God, what a blessing to be able to do work and not have to wear a bra because nobody can see me. This is just my voice. What does success look like to you? The next question that I want you to ask yourself is how do you see yourself and how does the vision that you have of yourself and the vision that you have of success, how do those two things play together? So if you listen to Tuesday's episode, it was the mindset for health. So same idea as this, redefining what health looks like and how we're going to achieve it in 2022 and how you can love your body well, all of that conversation. But I talked a bit about this idea of identity and the science behind how important self-image is when it comes to goals. So success really is just goals, right? the goals that you have for yourself personally or professionally, in any area of your life, you're setting goals, and whether or not you achieve those goals, that's success. So if that's the case, then you have to ask yourself, well, why is it that I've achieved some goals in my life and others I completely fall off the mark? And the psychology of this is really clear, and the science behind it is really clear. You are physically incapable Of doing something consistently that is misaligned with the way that you see yourself. You can do it once or twice. Like it's the new year and you get a gym membership and you go a few times and you're really hardcore and then you fall off track. Why? Because you don't identify yourself as someone who consistently goes to the gym, or you identify yourself in some way that is in opposition with the idea of going to the gym. But if you defined yourself as, I'm a really healthy person and I go to the gym all the time, no matter what, you'd be going to the gym every single day. If you identify yourself as a vegetarian, like you don't even – you're not even thinking about it. You are a vegetarian. You don't eat meat. When someone puts a cheeseburger in front of you or a steak, you don't debate it. It's not a question. You have identified in one way and you're not going to make a decision that's in opposition of that. I read this great quote. Let me find it because I wrote it down in my journal. I read this quote, and forgive me because I don't remember where I read it, but it said, we will question everything except that which we completely believe. If you completely believe that you are a Christian That you believe Jesus is the Son of God, you you have no you don't question it. You have absolute faith that that is true. In the same way that someone who absolutely believes in being a vegan is never going to question whether or not they want that queso, right? And I know that's kind of a silly way to put it, but basically, what I want you to get out of this conversation is you see yourself in a certain way. That's why you make the choices that you make. So if there's something that you're wanting in life and you don't have, or you keep trying for it and you fall off track, the reason is not that you don't have the willpower or that you suck or that you're always a failure. The reason is that you see something, you believe some truth about yourself that's not helping you. If you've ever heard the term limiting belief, that's what you've got. You've got a limiting belief in some area of your life that keeps you from doing that thing. Those are the two questions to ask yourself today. One is, what is your definition of success? And two, how do you see yourself really, really? As you look to the new year, if you want to make change and if you want to be successful in all the ways that you feel like success is defined, you're going to have to change the self-image. You're going to have to redefine success and outline it for yourself, and then change the self image that you have to be the person who has that life, to be the person who has that success, to be the person who's nutritionally aligned, to be the person who plays the drums, to be the person who finishes the book. That's the key. And next week, I'm going to take you through how. I'm going to take you through. How do you do that? How do you figure that out? How do you use visualization to help you get there? And more importantly, what is the one thing you have to have to be successful in any area of your life? Also, who should you be surrounding yourself with to have success? That is in next week's episode. Today, we start with questions. Next week, come back for answers. I hope that this conversation was helpful and gave you some food for thought. Success is something that can be really inspiring to people or can be deeply triggering. And I think that if you feel triggered by the conversation, that's a really good place to start. Just the awareness that you feel a little weird about that word, or there's something in it that kind of pokes you the wrong way. Scratch a little deeper. Figure out what's going on and then listen to the prompts. Ask yourself the questions. Open up a page of your journal and just start to figure out where it is you want to go. Then come back next week and let's talk about how to get there. This is the Rachel Hollis podcast. I hope you love this episode and I hope you'll join me next week for another one. The Rachel Hollis podcast is produced by by me Rachel Hollis it's edited by Andrew Weller
1: and Jack Noble It's your time join global thought leader executive producer and New York Times best selling author TD Jakes in today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other